I cannot motivate you, nor can anyone else, except you. I can challenge your thinking, perhaps get you excited about new possibilities, conceivably tick you off enough that you want to prove me wrong. Only you can motivate yourself to do something with those feelings. I cannot make you accountable, nor can anyone else. We can define consequences of not doing something, and we can enforce those consequences. But only you can hold yourself accountable. Then why so many books and leadership classes on creating cultures of motivation and accountability? My name is Becky Morgan, and you're listening to my podcast series, Finish Strong. We want to believe we can change others, but we can't. Ask anybody who's married. We can provide a mirror. We can provide facts. We can provide encouragement. We can provide consequences and rewards. Only the individual person can change his own behaviors and beliefs. And that includes us, the leaders. Smokers know that smoking is bad for their health. Overweight people know that the extra pounds negatively influence their health. Failure to change is not a lack of knowledge. It's usually related to the comfort of not changing, balanced against the obtuse impact of changing. Continuing to bang on how smoking kills people won't lead to your desired behavior. The smoker that begins to personally feel the impact of continuing to smoke has much better odds. What does this mean for your organization? Here's an example. Don't keep harping on everyone to wear personal protective equipment, PPE, all the time. Make clear that that behavior is expected and that contrary behavior will result in losing your job. Then when a supervisor that you think is great refuses to wear all his PPE when on the plant floor, fire him. That may seem cold, but either you care about the safety of your employees or you don't. Either you will hold yourself accountable even when he doesn't or you won't. Point systems are not systems of accountability. They are systems of calculated limits on acceptable behavior. Does that make any sense to you? He's clearly not really a great supervisor if he won't wear the required PPE. Have you used him as an example? Perhaps, but more so, you've simply held yourself accountable. You've also made others starkly aware of the personal impact of not wearing PPE. Each employee still makes his own decision. You can't stand at the door with a gun pointed at anyone who is not properly attired. You have simply made clear which behavior is expected and the consequences of not demonstrating it. Like a smoker with a cancer diagnosis, this has suddenly become real. Have you created a culture of accountability? No. You've merely held yourself accountable. Others may choose to do the same or not. You continue to choose self-accountability every time someone violates the rules. It can be PPE, cheating on expense reports, or anything else important to the company you want to lead. The scofflaw may be your son, your best friend, or your highest producer, 
will you still hold yourself accountable? A culture of accountability exists when your employees hold themselves accountable. It will never exist if you don't lead the way. Motivation is parallel to accountability. It's a behavior that is internally controlled, not cast by someone else. We can provide an environment in which motivation is supported or one in which it is derided. We do that by being motivated ourselves and energetically supporting others that demonstrate initiative. That includes when the behavior turns out poorly as well as positively. No one's right all the time. Be clear on what motivated means in your organization. It may be as simple as on time every day, or it may require more. You are the one who defines it, and you are the one who must hold yourself accountable in demonstrating and supporting it. If you want to read a book on creating cultures of accountability and motivation, go ahead. Skip all the pages except the ones that tell you how to hold yourself accountable and to exercise your own motivation. Until you master those, the rest of the book is irrelevant. And when you have mastered those, the rest of the book is likely irrelevant as well. You've been listening to my podcast series, Finish Strong, with me, Becky Morgan. For more information, visit my website at www.fulcrumcwi.com. 